Okay, hello and welcome to Diets Redefined with Bex and Arnie on this very, very sunny, hot Tuesday. I know, autumn, come again. Well, this is just typical of the British weather though, isn't it? Like, I think we need to just accept that our summers are like at the beginning of the year, like eight, like springtime. And then as soon as the kids break up from school, it's kind of like a bit wintry. <laughs> then it goes back into summer until like October. Yeah, it's wild. I quite like it though, because at least then we're not getting like the, I remember a few years ago, it was like 42 degrees or something. Nice. That's just wild for England. We're not equipped for that. No, we're not. This, this is when I need like a siesta. I feel like like little afternoon naps are the way forward. Um, and do you know what? It's been that hot. Last night, I've, had to, I've woken up so early these last few mornings because I am boiling. Like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I don't think it's, it could be my age, mind. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I'm literally like, oh, <laughs> oh and, well, it probably is actually my age because, you know, but it's also due around that time of the month. And um, in case anyone hasn't seen on my Instagram stories, I'm off to Genoa tomorrow and um, I'm meant to start my period, but I've actually taken the tablet to stop it. Oh, I know. And I'm wondering if that's like making me even worse. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. So it's like you take them until like you want to, you want your period to start so I've literally got to take them for two days until next until Sunday but I am really warm and I'm like oh my god like it's gonna be hot in Italy as well and top of this but it's hot the hot flushes and you'll be like oh my gosh <laughs> okay yeah. Aperol and water in between I'm fine <laughs> Aperol all the way Aperol I'm trying to think I've got anything interesting to tell you this week I don't think I have. I think I've had, oh, well, not, I didn't, but talk about the power of the body and the mind. My sister-in-law competed in her first ever Ironman and she did it. She completed when? it. Which one? Ironman Pemby. I had, we had some, do, when was it? Uh, just gone, Sunday, just literally. Uh, I wonder if it was the same one that we had um, a load of friends doing. The big one. I think it was it might have been I can't, I can't remember which one it was but we were following them on the map oh uh, it was this one then Ironman Tenby there was well, I don't think they have them on the same weekends do they like if they're in the UK kind of like oh, sure. yeah. um Maybe oh my same. gosh it was incredible like just the amount of people doing it I mean they looked in a world of pain in a lot of <laughs> but they're like yeah I was just in I was like your mind is so clever like if you yeah. can get past your mind telling your body that you want it to stop it literally shows you how much more power your mind has over your physical self mm -hmm. do oh. you know I, I use that principle a lot when I'm training as well mm -hmm. like even what have I just done I've literally just come back from the gym and I did it was something simple it was like 15 it was like five rounds 15 calorie row 15 calorie bike Mm -hmm. one round sled push and just do it as like time counts or do it as fast as you can and I was just thinking my legs hurt so much because I my, when on cardio it's not lungs for me it's it's like muscular endurance it's like my legs um and I just was like no like you've just got to push now like this is this is your mind telling you you can't do it and yeah. it's so, it's always kind of cool to be able to challenge that or like even when you're doing a last rep on something and I always keep that thing in my mind where it's like 
are you actually pushing as close to failure as you kind of need to be for muscle growth? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you just backing off the end of the set? But I mean, timesing that to the level that people are doing when it comes to Ironman, like it's wild. She said though, that like it, it's been a complete, like it's her mind has had to get her through everything because there's so many times where it's just been the, the, the training, especially like the relentlessness of it, getting out, you've got stuff to do, you've got miles to hit, you've got, you know, every day, but most days there's something to go out and do. Um, and she definitely said it was a mind over body thing. Um, but yeah, hats off to her. Like, and my brother-in-law, then her husband, who he's got into them about two years ago, he's um, doing Nice Ironman. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the altitude in that is like even, it's, it's like it's quite a lot. So, but yeah, I take the hat off to him because anyone that attempts an Ironman, I think is pretty damn cool. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty awesome let alone the people that do what like 20 days oh of iron yeah like and the, if you saw the elite the athletes there like the ones that were competing them in like i don't know stupid hours like do you know what i mean like under 10 hours and you're like oh my gosh like how and yeah. honestly like yeah it was an, it was a, it was a really good day to go and watch and again so many different shapes and sizes Mm-hmm. like and I was like that is pretty cool as well it's not they weren't all like elite fit buff bodied people you know um and I was like that's incredible like yeah so I was quite yeah I got emotional with her a few times we had I mean there's bits where you you knew she was struggling mm-hmm. uh, so there was parts where we ran with her and cheered her on and I was like like come on you can do it you can do it but mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, she did amazing. I'm really proud of her, but incredible. Um, just incredible thing to go and witness as well are the people doing that stuff, stuff that funny. scares them, like stuff that scares them. Oh, uh, go her. Yeah, I know, so Jeffra. Um, But yeah, obviously we're not here to talk about the Iron Man or anything like that, but yeah, <laughs> lack of personal experience there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it did make me think, Um, I just fancy a challenge, not like an Iron Man challenge, but I might sign up for like a bit of a long bike ride. Um, I haven't been on my bike <laughs> for a while, so I might, yeah, maybe do a road bike thing next year. That sounds like a plan. Daniel's doing a... Yeah, I thought he's doing something. Daniel's got a half marathon, but it's up on Bamford Edge in the Peak District. So there's a it's big elevation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think he's thinking about a 50k in Ambleside next year, like um in the lakes next year. Um, and then just kind of like nudging it onto there. Mm. Maybe maybe he'll do an Ironman. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, like do half. Then he'll probably drown. <laughs> Swimming would not be my thing. See, that's the only thing I'm like. Mm. I don't think I could swim in the sea very well. I'd want to do like, I know you can't see me, I'm doing like breaststroke. <laughs> I breaststroke I'd really fast. I'd want to do that one. I don't know. I want to do the one where you're like a frog, not the one where your arms come up and over your head. The um, When I was competing in the Lake District, we, we had to swim lakes a lot. And I just, bre- I've, I'm pretty sure I breaststroke faster than anyone frog crawled. <laughs> so you can breaststroke an Ironman. Like, uh, yeah, you're not allowed. You're not, it's, it's got to be that specific Does it? yeah yeah it's got to be that one stroke Shit. i'd be yeah. screwed yeah breast stroke yeah. is my failsafe like oh, that's a- you can't do it then annie oh, <laughs> of course thank god <laughs> <laughs> that's your cue you're not allowed to do one that's so me ouch <laughs> gusses i'm actually gusses um, um but anyway let's go on to some we've got some q and a's today Ooh. do 
Oh. We do. Shall I start? Yeah, go on. You go. Okay. How to break the cycle of focusing in on negatives of my body image, which may not be that different to the person next to me, as in her body may not be yeah. that different to the person next to her. Um, do you want to go first? Um, no, you start. Okay. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I've got a stitch. Like, I don't know why I've got a stitch, but I've got a stitch. And so, okay, this is about comparing herself to somebody else's body. Yes, it's about being stuck in negative a negative cycle when it comes to basically she's wired to think about the negatives about her body and hone in on them all the time okay um yeah a lot of women are naturally that's what they will do because mm. that's all they've ever done isn't it that's all they ever see like their flaws and the things that they don't like about themselves um here's what I was thinking is that insane kind of like breaking the cycle almost sounds as if there's going to be one thing that just stops you doing that and I think what we have to remember is that creating a positive a more positive body image which is essentially what we're doing when we're trying to break this cycle is it it's kind of like continuous work and it's going to take time because it like we said you've been in this cycle you've been wired to focus on the negatives or pick yourself apart for years and years and years and years if not decades mm -hmm. um and so that's going to be very it's going to be difficult to break and it's not necessarily going to come like like that but it's kind of like a work in progress over time so instead can we think of it as like okay well when I do go to hone in on the negatives about my body or I go to trash talk myself or I call myself disgusting in the mirror you know whatever it, whatever that looks like um or I start honing in on how wide my body is and I don't actually notice the positives in a photo like for example how awesome my hair looks or how beautiful my eyes are or you know something else about your body in that photo you're just wired to start comparing we've all got that one vice I think yeah definitely. Um, and it's like you know, maybe the actual focus is, well, in that moment, can we shift away? And what's a more supportive statement or what's a more supportive thought for what I'm feeling right now or for what I'm experiencing right now? So it's kind of like, we're not trying to change immediately. The, we're not trying to make you feel overwhelmingly positive about your body in that moment mm -hmm. because negative body image days and they're really normal. They're part of having a positive body image, is but it's how you deal with those days. It's not like you're never going to have a negative thought about your body again. That's not realistic. No. It's, you know, when that comes up, how can we start to quieten the voice mm -hmm. instead of like being like, right, let's shut this off? Like, how can we dampen that emotional? Oh, it's, like the response? Gym twist, isn't it? it's about mm -hmm. so that it could be really high. And then we just want to know, okay, well, I need to just dial it down a little bit. And yeah, I think again, it's like leaning in, well, it's kind of like, I think recognizing that you're doing this. So like, like when you start to, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that. Um, then like kind of saying it out loud to yourself going, okay, I know what I'm doing here. I know I'm picking myself apart a little bit. And I, I tend to just like think, okay, but if I sent this picture to my friend, 
what would they be looking at it? What would they see? If it was a photo I didn't like about myself, for example, I'd be like, what are they, what are they going to notice? And I've even done that before now. I've even like had something come back and I've not liked it. And I've said, oh, what, what do you think of this photo? Like, what are you seeing when you look at this picture or this video, whatever it is? And well, 10 times out of 10, they never say what I see in that photo ever, ever, mm -hmm. ever, ever. And that is a bit of a, oh, okay. So the thing I was thinking, you're, you haven't even clocked. So then again, it kind of gives you that little bit of, right, well, no one else is focusing on that. It is just me. Um, and the, uh, the that helps I, that helps you call out the fact that it's your perception as yeah. well. Yeah. And the other thing I think is quite good to do is a bit like a, like, I suppose it's a bit like a sandwich where you, you might see something that you don't like about yourself and your instant, your instant reaction is to go, I fucking hate that. I like, my ass looks big in this or, you know, I can see all the cellulite on my legs, whatever it is. And the other thing I, I learned to do was like, when I say that, I have to naturally then go, okay, I don't like that about myself, but what are two things I do like? So for one negative, there's two kind of like potentially positives or like non-judgmental things you think about your body. So one of them for me would always be like, oh, my body let me carry three children when I thought it was never going to let me carry any. I bring it back to like a real big reality moment in my life. I was like, I wouldn't have given a crap about my cellulite and my bum looking a certain way when I was desperate to have a baby and I thought it was never going to happen. Like that wasn't the thing. It's just because now that feels like a focus. Um, and the other one might be like, well, actually, like you said, like, oh my God, my eyebrows look really good today. So it's kind of like it, you then go, right, for one negative, I find two things that I, I do potentially either like or I'm grateful for what my body has done for me. And I, and I have to physically then be like, shut that thought down. Let's leave it there, park it, not shut it down, but park it and not give it any more airtime because the, the wasted energy that you can spend as in like how draining it is for you to constantly think about parts of your body that you don't like, or they don't look like this woman, or they don't fit whatever you think it should look like. It's exhausting. And I refuse to let my, I suppose, my energy levels and my state, my being be taken by those things. But yes. I think, I, I think I, we had this conversation today with said client and it was about let's envisage all the mental space and all your mental energy as a pie chart. And it's like, how much of that pie chart is at the minute occupied by thoughts about your body and, and negative thoughts at that, right? Where, where in your life or what in your life is now not getting as much focus or space dedicated to it? For me, when I was in a very negative body image space and the way my body looked occupied like probably like 70 to 80 percent of my thoughts yeah, my daily thoughts right and it's like what else is that shutting out like connection relationships joy um you and know experiences like, like the, the the I actually felt drained I felt so tired like my my I was low in like just oh I was always like tired as well because my brain was just like constantly oh constantly working criticizing myself I think as well like we forget that I did this right this is something I did the other day I was walking and I can't remember don't ask me what I was thinking about but I was I had the the inner critic was uh loud let's just put it that way there was a lot of negative self-talk going on and I had 
literally tightness in my chest. I was feeling anxious in my body just from the thoughts that were that I was telling myself. Mm. And I think we forget sometimes that when we trash talk ourselves, when we speak like we wouldn't speak to anybody, I think. I don't think we would say some of the words that we say to ourselves to anybody else. The kind of, that is literally creating a stress response in your body, right? When we dirt talk ourselves like that, it is literally creating a physiological stress response in your body. And that we know what happens when we're in chronic fight or flight, when we're in a chronic state of stress, it's bloody draining it's exhausting it depletes you and yet you know that's your kind of airtime aren't you and that's what I think we're both saying is like what what could you be doing that is different where you could be spending so much of that precious energy that you've got on on other things that are so much more meaningful And, and like I think when you step back I think you have to step back for the move forward I think you have to be like why am I doing this like does it matter? Does my, is it affected? Like, you know, does my husband or my partner or my girlfriend love me any less because I don't particularly like this part of my body? Uh, do my friends treat me differently because this is how I see myself? And I always think bringing it back to those things, you start, and, and again, like you said, would I say any of the things to another human being, what I say to myself? And like you said, we wouldn't, there's no way we would say that stuff to even probably someone we didn't even like. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think, those are really kind of like things to think about and again and we all do it just try not to compare yourself to somebody else look up to them in a way of like do you know what I admire her for whatever she's doing and that's great for her because again we don't all have the same hours in a day everybody's life is very different um and you know you you, you've got to just be accepting of where you are um I think, and knowing that maybe she's done a lot of work to be where she is right now. Maybe she's done a lot of this body image work and the, the reframes in her mindset. Um, and again, like comparison is the thief of joy. And it is, it is very, very, I think that statement is so true. <laughs> statement, yeah. quote, whatever it is, because in a, whatever you look at in any life thing, like even in a training or a performance thing, like if you compare yourself to somebody else who's doing better than you at running, swimming, cycling even in a, like for an Ironman thing like if you're comparing yourself to people that like are better than you you're never gonna want you're, ne- you're always gonna think that you're shit at it because you're comparing yourself to somebody that may have been doing it for a lot longer or whatever it is but I do think like you need to step off that because you will never see the good in you and your true potential um yeah. if you're always think making it about other people I've had this conversation with a client this week about actually a couple of clients in the last few weeks about comparison to, you know, as coaches that we, we market, right. It's part of what we do. Um, We share our client wins. We like to do it in terms of like empowering people, showing them what's possible. And I've had a conversation with a client this week. I brought it up actually in that I noticed some resentment and I wondered whether it was because they were comparing to the wins that my clients were having on my, my Instagram or my stories. Right. right. And she actually said, you know what? I don't particularly feel like I compare myself to anybody. I don't particularly have time, but I think I do it more in comparison to the clients that you're working with. And I think, well, why am I not seeing results like that? And we had this big discussion about comparison and how you have absolutely no idea what is going on in that client's life 
you have absolutely no idea about the work that they possibly have done, how long they've been working on it, whether they've been in a plateau for a very long time and actually they've started to see this progress now, like, you know, where they're at, what what stresses they have in their life, whether they have kids or not. I guarantee you most of them is like, don't have kids as well. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's true. Like, you know, I, I was having this conversation with actually someone else. It wasn't a client. It was, I don't know who it was, but just like, she goes, I don't know how you do it. She goes, I think she hasn't had, she has to look after a child and she doesn't have children. She's like, oh, I've been a favor for me. And then she goes, I am exhausted. She goes, I don't know. She goes, I just don't know. I can't function. And she goes, and you've got three of them and you do all of this, 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 this. And I was like, yeah, you learn to do, you learn to do stuff. You adapt to things. But again, she was like, and it was a real like, kind of like that moment of, oh yeah. And I was like, but you've never done this. So why, this would be very draining for you. This would be really different. This would be completely, you'd be knackered after it. You've never had a child. And then all of a sudden you've got to look after one. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's, it's a different kind of like um, concentration levels, like all kinds of stuff going on. So I, again, it's like you said, don't compare yourself to someone who's done it for the last 20 odd years, juggled like everything to go around it because that's just how we, I've evolved with life and the family, which is what happens with everybody when they go down that road, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, don't, like you said, you don't know the background. And I was like, you've been mad kid. So why would you, it was never going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. But comparison is definitely, like you said, comparing yourself to people that you don't know anything about either it's the snippets of what you see and things mm-hmm. um, do you have another question about what was there I felt that there was another one we were going to cover um, um what should I be doing different during a very sedentary work period when the scales are quite static this is someone on a fat loss journey okay um so if you know again I think it's like we mentioned uh, managing your expectations around what is actually doable for you right now with this workload um again like over the summer holidays I had a chat with quite a lot of my mum clients saying that you know you can't you can't be expecting the same results over the six weeks of holidays what you're doing when they were in term time because life is going to be a bit different now so instead of focusing solely on being in an aggressive fat loss phase for example let's take the brakes off a little bit and just lower your expectations of what your results are going to be over these next couple of weeks and some of them went to maintenance some of them decided to keep dieting but not as aggressively and were okay with the fact that there was more untracked things going on there was a bit more socials but you know just and again knew that they weren't going to be seeing scale work drop every week or centimeters change this month but it meant that they enjoyed the summer and they are now in a better place to start again for example start the next phase of their dieting journey um Mm -hmm. I think expectations is a big one and really honoring that though and being like yeah I'm not expecting to see big changes this month but what I am doing is concentrating on the workload that needs to be done and putting my effort and energy into that but I'm going to make sure that my habits and behaviors I still keep similar to what I would be if I was still in a in an aggressive or not even aggressive but in a more of a deficit and a bigger fat loss phase yeah yeah I think it comes down to like what you're what's bad about maintenance like when you're when you think about big picture fat loss like what's kind of pushing you towards that is is diet culture and and the belief that 
you know, a successful weight loss journey looks like consistent progress, like a consistent drop on the scale, or that even like fat loss is all about just seeing a drop on the scale. But fat loss is so much more than that. Like fat loss, obviously, physically is that. But, you know, behind all of that is maintenance of behaviors, practicing, you know, developing your mindset. Like looking back, if you got to this point, maybe, you know, obviously this client is working with me when we weren't working together, would that have been a all out binge, sod it, you know, there's nothing I can do right now. And it hasn't been, it's a period of maintenance where we've had, we've seen some brilliant fat loss and now we're practicing for, for, you know, the next few weeks, maintaining that and that's happening. And there is so much to be celebrated within that. Um, and again, like all the girls that like decided to be, they were like, you know what, let's do summer differently this year. They've honestly, they've come back in September now and they're like excited to start another little, I, we do it in phases. So like they might be doing a little bit of a mini cut right now for a couple of weeks and then they're going to like have a bit of a diet break and stuff. And they're so excited for it now. And they are like, I actually feel really happy about going back into this. And yeah. you know, one client of mine, she's on a, she wanted to go into maintenance for like two or three months. She was like, I, I've just had enough of dieting. and. I, you know, I just want to do maintenance and enjoy maintenance for a little bit. Um, and I was like, great, let's go for it. Because, mm. yeah, like I said, we all get a bit scared about it, but we don't need to be. But I think people get scared about it because they don't know how to do maintenance. They don't know how to do it well. So they don't end up coming back to a start point of losing weight where they're bigger or, you know, they, they reverted back. That's why I think people get scared of maintenance. Yeah, I think that and also like, I think there might be a little bit of guilt as well in that, oh, like I've made this choice, but also like, am I, am I really comfortable with it? Because they're still being bombarded with, you know, oh, so-and-so has lost 20 pounds. So-and-so has done this, so-and-so has that. And like summer body dieting, you know, messages and all of that kind of thing can make you feel like you've made the wrong decision or like, actually, maybe I should be pushing here or oh, I really kind of do wish I was Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to that thing that we were just saying like your life so to do what's right for you right now um and don't worry about what others are doing because they might be looking at you going oh my goodness like I, I wish I could do that I wish I could just be like do you know what I'm lowering my expectations of what I can achieve right now because I've got a shed load of work to do and my workload is really high so I'm not putting that pressure on myself to do everything at, at such a high standard and a high level right now I'm you know you're focusing on the areas that you need to at any given time so yeah, I guess lower, but yeah, bring your expectations down to what it is that you know you can do and be okay with the fact that it might be, it fat loss might look slower, but it's only for a few weeks. It's not forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and how can we reframe that? What can we focus on instead that actually technically speaking is still fat loss because yeah. ma- maintenance of behaviors and, and developing habits and consistency with behaviors and habits and mindset is serving your big picture fat loss goal and of course the sustainability of that and so it's like what's important to you like seeing like consistent or crazy scale drops or just seeing that number go down or actually doing the work behind you know what's actually going to make that sustainable and and you know yeah um we've got time for one more i think a quick one haven't we um Mm -hmm. So this was off a bit of a, a story I did last week um, about timings of food and when you eat them and how that 
massively impacts some people's choices and how they feel around um, not eating after a certain window in the evening because they feel that they've been maybe told that they won't lose as much body fat or like it's the way to do it to see body fat loss happen um and I had a lot of like like um interaction with people around this like saying like oh my gosh yeah I like I do feel like I'm confined to certain times to eat my food and if I don't do it in those times then something bad is going to happen or um you know I, if I can't get my meal in by like seven o'clock in the night then oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Like you you automatically start to get scared that you're going to do something really wrong that is going to massively affect your fat loss for that week or for that month or whatever. Um, and a lot of women were saying like, even like having like nice moments with their family at meal times, like it, it, was, it was a bit of a, oh yeah, well, I've got to eat my food before they do because I've got to like fast for a certain amount of time afterwards. Um, and it was overwhelming. It was a rule, it's a rule, isn't it? And, it, and it's, everything about it is complex and complicated and it just adds another stress to a fat loss phase that doesn't need to be added um especially when the science tells us that food timings overall do not matter but for fat loss Mm -mm. yeah the evidence just is not there for it um the evidence for fasting isn't there even all this stuff that's coming out at the minute about stem cell oh my god what this is like I can't deal with it like even in terms of like health like we do not have the evidence and whoever whatever doctor who isn't really a doctor is actually a chiropractor (laughs) is telling you (laughs) is telling you that you know you have to be doing this otherwise you're wildly missing out on a host of health and fat loss benefits just ignore love god look I mean, we're just vomiting in a bucket by the time. Um, yeah, again, it's just these rules. It's rules that have put us all in a bad place for a long time about fat loss. And again, like it's that whole thing of does it fit your lifestyle to stop eating at seven o'clock at night? If it does, and you're happy, you you don't generally eat after that time of evening. That's great, good. But if you're somebody who actually like, well, sometimes I don't eat till like eight, half past eight, nine o'clock at night that's okay too because you're still going to be in the same deficit over a week regardless of what time you eat or start eating in the morning I've actually got a post going about about this about fasted and fed cardio um again it's it's all about total calorie intake and expenditure it's not about like the timing of the exact science of when you eat your foods Um, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. yeah as long as you understand that Mm. Janet lost weight on intermittent fasting when she ate between the hours of 1 and 8 p.m. was because she was supporting herself being in a calorie deficit because she had reduced her eating window. Like, then fine. Like, if that's what serves you, go for it. If you feel like that doesn't add undue pressure or feel overwhelming and actually you can get flexible with it when you need to, you know? Actually, if there is a brunch coming up on Saturday, that isn't going to send you wildly you know, off track and, and make you feel all sorts of like guilt and then lead to overeating and then lead to screw it mentality, then go for it. I don't eat breakfast until maybe like 10, 11 a.m. I'm not doing that because I'm fasting and I'm not doing that to whatever. I'm not going to go into it, but I'm doing that because I just feel nauseous when I wake up. <laughs> like, and I that's it. Like some people, exactly that. Like some people just don't want to eat in the morning and that's okay. Like, 
and again, I'm I but some mornings I wake up, I'm absolutely starving. So I, I I'll eat. Some mornings I don't need to eat until like 11, 12, 1 o'clock sometimes. And I just go with that. I'm like, okay. So and yes, if I'm in a fat loss phase, that's quite handy for me because I do like to eat in the evening because we I like to eat in the evening with the kids and with Alice. And because of his workload, we tend to eat by at around eight, half past eight sometimes, some evenings. Um and I remember. I remember being in that rule head, oh, I can't eat dinner with them because I've got to get mine in before seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I remember being tied to it and it was, oh, it was exhausting. And then I was hungry then, getting up, I was starving. And then I was like, oh my gosh, but I can't eat until lunchtime. I'm so miserable. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but again, it was a whole, I was caught in that hole. I, I, I totally believed that that was the magic thing that was that would be why I wasn't losing weight because I wasn't I wasn't eating between these hours Mm -hmm. Um, so I understand how people feel like that and I totally get and it takes a lot to like go against what you think oh my god yeah I I remember at uni when I was kind of caught in all of that and I remember being so hungry and I was like I have a choice here whether I absolutely bug them and we were in I remember we were on a night out and I was starving and I was like if I go into a club right now, I am going to die. Like <laughs> if I drink right now, I'm going to die. And then I was thinking, can I just go and have a boost bar from the vending machine? But it's like half 11 at night. And actually is my body going to store this as fat? Bearing in mind, I was about to consume 700 calories worth of alcohol. But it would be the boost bar at the wrong time of night. That was the thing that did it for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, I know, but anyway, luckily people have got us um, to put them right on the right track, and mm-hmm. hopefully save them a lot of heartache and years of falling for stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I think the I think the message in all of this is listen to your body. Hmm. Stop going to the rules and the restrictions to tell you what you should be doing. And again, shoulds and shouldn'ts. There's no right or wrong with fat loss. There is only like the founding principles you know you know and it's like listen do what's best for your body start tuning into that start building the confidence in yourself that your body will tell you when it's hungry and that you know how to support it with foods that align with your goals um you know and I think that's what it's all about it's about taking the the control back a little bit from diet culture especially definitely yeah and I think we'll wrap it up there cool well thanks as always for coming to our show (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening um if you have enjoyed the podcast if you're enjoying it in general then do share it to your instagram story drop us a message let us know what's going on for you whether there's something you like a question you want us to ask this is literally your opportunity to get free coaching by the way Um, and we love to do it so yeah drop us um drop us a message and then give us a rating give us a review and just so we can push out the podcast and help more of you, I guess. Um, thank you very much. And we will see you in a week. Bye.